Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, These are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Yeah. So without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. We're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious writer, comedian, podcast host, one of the best followers on Twitter, uh, the founder of a creative studio follow-through. It's yeah. the brilliant and talented CJ Toledano! CJ! What is up, guys? Up, it was man? so hard to not interject and just compliment all that music. It was very musical intro oh, uh, nice. from both of you guys. Very, very impressed. <laughs> you know, we do what we can. We do what we can on this here show. What's how are you doing, you? man? How how is uh fatherhood? Fatherhood yeah. is is good. I I feel like in what we're in, I'm in week ten or eleven of of fatherhood, and I'm like settled, enjoying it. Just I know what tired feels like. I can handle it. Yeah, mm. it's um yeah, it's it's great. A lot remember, of pictures, a lot of videos. Cute kid. I remember right before the birth, <laughs> I, you tweeted something to the effect of like, "Yo, I can't wait to be so tired. Like, I can't wait to to pick up." The I baton. was just like, like accepting was, it. Yeah, like Megan carrying the child 
tag me in, coach. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be redlining out there till my till I have no gas in me. And now you're saying you got there. You found you found the spot and you're, you're you're surviving. Well, I definitely yeah. I think I told you guys I was like I'm ready to contribute and like it was iffy there if that was like when I was actually contributing. Man, that is tough. Yeah. It was I had to walk the walk and whew, there, there was times where I was like should I just walk out the door like here yeah. <laughs> you know I I uh, but I I got the handle on it. No poop is too gross. Nah. You know, there's, there's Google. I think Jack, you told me you're just like Googling everything. I mean, I'm like a master of looking things up. Yeah. Constantly. It's, um, you know, it's, I've learned a lot and it's all very useful information. So as opposed to me, just like looking up nineties NBA stats. So right, right. it feels good to, to contribute and to bring a life into this world. I mean, right. I didn't physically, I mean, I did at one part, but <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Very, you know very I mean. brief. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't want to say so brief, but yeah, yeah. it is like compared to the nine <laughs> The months. enjoyable part. The enjoyable right, right. part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever heard somebody be like, cute kid about their own kid. <laughs> That's so funny, man. I, you know, because I'm just like, I'm, this kid could have looked like anything. I don't know yeah. if I see that. That contributes to me wanting to raise him. Yeah, yeah. That is huge. <laughs> when you're like, oh, you're not going to have God. a hot take about your kid. Like, yeah, I'm a vain oh, person. Right. Look like Megan's brother. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Why are you taking shots at the family now? Not the good one either. You know what I'm saying? Does Megan have brothers? Yeah, yeah. He's got okay. Uh, so that's two, two really, really good brothers. Nice, Just spent nice, a whole nice. week with them. July 4th, we had family coming in. I mean, that's the other aspect of it all. Is like you just got to get through family coming in constantly. Like they do help, but it also is like you got to entertain or like yeah. show them where cups are. You know. Right. Yeah, right, it's right, like right. they they can help with the exhausting parts of like the baby, but then they are exhausting. In, They're also in, a baby yeah. too, to a certain extent. <laughs> They're also <laughs> pooping up their back. Yeah. They're pooping up their back. They're clogging toilets. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, There's a man. lot of like poop. The poop drama does not stop at the nope. baby. You know no, what I mean? It does right. not. That's an all ages activity. It is. I'm glad it to hear turns that. Out okay. it's true. Some things don't change. Yeah. No. My parents have not, I, I don't know if I want to put my parents on blast. They listen to this, but let's say that there's, we've had some, I don't think we've gone one trip where they visited without a plumbing issue of one sort or another. <laughs> wow. We'll leave it at that. That's, you know, maybe we'll cut that. I don't Man, know. Man, you only well, left two suspects for that. The biggest <laughs> question, I, I, what I'm trying to do is trying to figure out, because I feel like you can really tell the type of person with what they do with the plunger after. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, because yeah. oh. there is no like protocol. It's like, you got to use some critical thinking. So it's like, what did you do with it and where did you put it? Right. right. Yeah. And yeah, I won't say. What in the, the kitchen yeah. sink. <laughs> <laughs> Washing it in the kitchen sink. Yeah. To dry the over the plates. To dry in the in the dishwasher. Yeah, in the dish rack. Dish drying track, yeah. Oh, yeah. Growing up, we I, I remember our plunger was in a, a plastic shopping bag. Mm -hmm. Like in yeah. the corner. And yep. like there was, and I remember going to places, people's house. I'm like, yo, you just got the loose plunger. <laughs> yeah. Just a like, what are you going to do? Yeah. What do you think? Where do you think that goes? Yeah. Like when it's being used. And then after you're, we just let it settle there. I mean, I've mastered the art of like tapping it on the rim of the toilet to get all the excess water off at the end. And then like sheathing it in the plastic bag again. But when you got 
loose sheathing. Hell yeah. Yeah, I have to use like I want that motherfucker because I want to sound I want to sound more official than like throwing that shit back in a shopping bag. (laughs) I've gotten much better. Like I, that is one of the old old man skills that I feel like has improved like drastically over the course of my life. Is like unclogging a toilet. I just had that thought the other day. I was unclogging a toilet and was like, damn. I really have this now. It's all about getting the water in the plunger. You need to fill the plunger up with water. Yeah. Don't, no, don't... 20% of my childhood was like, ooh, I think it's one more flush and it's fixed. And <laughs> right. it was like yeah. going downstairs and watching the water fall and be like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. Right. <laughs> I like you bigging up yourself. Like, otherwise you're plunging a toilet, you're like, damn, looking in the mirror like, hey, you who's that motherfucker? That. Oh, it's you. That's right. <laughs> that is correct. It's him. Yeah. A lot of experience. I'm just going to put it, put it out there. What is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Yeah. So mine is, um, I was looking up one of the searches I did earlier this week. It, it just said Lyle Breaking Bad. Um, I guess I was watching Better Call Saul and I was looking up just obscure, uh, this obscure character named Lyle who runs, uh, who's the assistant manager of the chicken shop. And this is just something that I like to do in terms of like when I watch TV shows or movies, especially when I just think of a show that I watched like 20 years ago. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if the two of you ever watched Lost uh, when it was out. Like that was such uh, one of my favorite shows. And like once in a while or like something like more, you know, popular, maybe something like The Sopranos, you know, or The Wire, things like that. Once in a while, I'll just be laying in bed at two in the morning and think of a really random character. And the best part about it is there's these dedicated wiki pages to these shows. And I will just read their character history from like season one to season six and just give myself a refresher of the life of these fictional characters. And it's just, I guess this is just something I like to do. Just dive into these fictional universes. Wait, so what did you learn about Lyle, the assistant manager of uh, Los Boys? Yeah, so I was really, because like he popped up on this latest episode of Better Call Saul, which is like a prequel to Breaking Bad. And I completely what? forgot that he, br- he had. <laughs> they I brought him back. I completely forgot that uh, he had this whole story arc. So I just wanted to check in on you know when he was hired, when he was fired, his highlights and lowlights and things like that. And um, I've completely oh. already, I've completely already forgot what I read from like Monday. So that just goes to show you how how much memory I retain. I thought it was just fans being like, yo, they should bring back Lyle. Like, wasn't he like 13 or something? He, yeah. I, he was <laughs> yeah. a child. How the fuck did they bring him back without him being like, hey, it's me, Lyle? Hey, listen, uh, listen, it's TV, man. They, 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 right. they make the magic happen. But They um, have... They've done something with de-aging. The, like, they, there was a breakthrough in de-aging. All right, have y'all watched Hacks? Yes. Yeah. The like young footage of her of Jean Grey, like Jean Grey or Jean like, Smart. Smart. Yeah. I was like, can't wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. She what, should what play Jean Grey, though. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The most powerful mutant in the universe. <laughs> the de aging is, I mean, she might be a mutant because of how dang good they're, they, they're able to just like de age her. My wife was like, wait, so was she a famous stand up and this is like real footage because she really. Like they've they've nailed it, man. It well, but what's uncanny. that? What's that Scorsese Netflix movie? Well, well that one kind of looked like the, shit to me. But the aging was terrible on that. Yeah, one. so like, like it was it, distracting. 
Yeah. Was there a leap forward? And by the way, they spent like $250 million on that to get that <laughs> de-aging technology. And I was like, all right, can we just give up on de-aging? Because it's never going to work, apparently. Like, I guess Pesci looked so- somewhat like young in some of the things, but like De Niro looked like he was, you know, should be working security on the Polar Express for, uh, like, it, <laughs> he just, like, looked dead-eyed and weird. I think, yeah. yeah the you don't benefit, think Gene, Gene Smart looks good, in the, like, as the young? No, I think it, I'm just saying, it to me, it, I still clock it as being, like, edited by computers. So it's For not, sure, but much And not just, like, looking. deductively where I'm like, well, this can't exist, so therefore it must be computers. But, like, I think the benefit to those clips are they're already, like, aged media. So, like, making something from 80s VHS look clean is much easier than, like, shooting someone in, like, 4K and being like, make that shit look clean. So I great think the, point, Miles. The challenge is a little bit different, just to put on my old production brain for a second. And, but in that sense, like, because I don't know if you even saw Stranger Things this last season. They did a lot of young Eleven stuff. And even then, I was like, that looks a little, that looks a little uh, computery. But it nonetheless, it looks better than you know what we've seen in the past for sure what we're accustomed to yeah so wait how'd they do lyle like what because lyle did he look he's, old? He, he's the assistant manager he's the assistant managers at uh los polos hermanos no right like, yeah but showing him in better call saw like did he look much like drastically different than the memories from no he, was, he like, looks he looks the same he okay. he actually looks the exact same i feel like I feel like Better Call Saul is the type of show where they they're not that crazy on the de aging. Like like they, right. I think they feel like the fans understand. You right, know, right, this right. is a prequel, so like we don't need to kind of just like you know pay two hundred fifty million dollars on Lyle and, uh, <laughs> right. and you know throw it in your face. Yeah, right. and also like they've had like the help of Bob Odenkirk just like suddenly getting in like incredible shape after <laughs> that's like, right. That's right for his other roles <laughs> and, and like and nobody's also, like. Mike's- like Mike's character, the actor who plays Mike, he just looks like he's 70 all, yeah, at all times. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like yeah. you need to make a big difference there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's wild. I'm, I'm glad to see Lyle, I remember clogging him as like somebody who actually looks like they have nailed the casting of somebody who works at a, <laughs> at a fast <laughs> right, right. food restaurant. It's like they, they actually went into a chicken spot. Yeah. And, and they and went into like, the like, hey, and they, they just found the guy and they're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, we're just going to typecast you. Uh, yeah. Speaking of age, one more thing about this, though. I just found out recently that uh, Ray Seahorn, the, the actress who, paid, who plays uh, Kim Wexler, she's 50 in real life. I swear I thought she was like a 32-year-old. Yeah, she yeah. really reads 32 for sure. Like, yeah, I mean, anyways. like, on some level, I'm very impressed. And, like, I'm like, man, like, that is just a perfect you know, human specimen, but the like the Bob Odenkirk of it, like you, you hear him talk about like what his past five years have been like. And like, you know, he's got a staff that comes and works on his body with him. Like mm-hmm. he's LeBron James and like, right. you know, so when it's a full-time job that pays well, I feel like I get it, you know, that like, so that is, that's what's possible. And it's interesting to like, see what the limits of, capitalism and that being you know human will and vanity can do but yeah. no i think that's such a great point because i've always told people like if i had the money i get i get in real good shape like i look ripped. right like i'd hire a personal trainer have someone scream at me every day because i'm <laughs> right. not the type that can just like self-motivate myself to like go to the gym my, my, my exercising is biking a lot of walking a lot of cardio but like 
I don't know, man. I, I hear people and like even have friends who have like personal trainers and stuff. And I'm like, man, yeah. I got to devote my money somewhere else. I yeah. just go to the gym for the culture. I actually don't lift, but I just like <laughs> like culture. gym culture and just the conversations <laughs> yeah. with people. Just people you, watching? <laughs> yeah, just people watching, getting to know And he keeps people. asking me to sign up for gym membership so I can give him the guest pass. Like, they already hey, banned me from there because I don't down lift line. or nothing. You're my downline. I need you to you just uh, walk around, hands on your hips, sucking your teeth. <laughs> All right. Okay. Mm. Which kind I of squat are you trying to do there? Because it's All not right. like not, not any type of squat I know. I'm here every day. I don't yeah. do squats. What's your name, Rick? To... Oh, Michelle? Okay. <laughs> I Good do go you. by Rick when I'm at the gym, actually. So it's helpful. What is something you think is underrated? So I had tweeted something about this yesterday. I find on social media that there are a lot of people who always want to be the smartest person in the room. Mm. The underrated yes. thing for me is sometimes it's okay to not have a thought, an a, a opinion, or a hot take. Like, wow. it's okay for you to not be the smartest person in the room. Like, I even said, I have a doctorate degree, and I don't even pretend to act like I know everything. Like, I just don't. <laughs> like, I genuinely will speak on things that I think need to be spoken on, and then there are just some things that I'm just like, I don't really have an opinion on that. Like, I just don't care. And I think every, I think we really need to, like, I feel like if we got, we're more invested in not always trying to be the smartest person on the internet, Yes, I feel like the internet would be a much more enjoyable place. Mm. I think that's such a novel idea to not say something when you have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. Yep. I yep. definitely find in those scenarios, you know, in, in our overly connected world of Twitter, you probably have seen a thought that uh, maybe speaks or puts to words your opinion in a way that's mm -hmm. informed and smart and said by someone who has done the research. And rather than simply parrot what they're saying in your own words that are kind of come out stilted or maybe not 100% baked, I just hit the old retweet. And then you yep. know what you do? You give that person the power. You you like give that person the platform and the stage. And you know what? You can leave your voice out of it. Mm -hmm. So and I really I appreciate that. that a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. That part, I, I simply will just say that part or, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Mm. Or like, yeah. I am so glad someone finally said it. Like, you don't <laughs> always have to be that person to regurgitate an idea. And it's yeah. just but you know what? I think what I was more speaking to, there is someone that I engage with on inter on on the Insta, um, Insta, like Twitter, just everywhere. And this person always seems to want to take your thought in like, like. Well, what do you mean here? What are you doing? And I'm like, okay, I'm not doing this. So I have them muted now, but it's mm. one of those, like, that's what I was specifically speaking to was those individuals who always seem to want to, like, engage in something that and make it more than what it really is. It's really annoying. Mm. So, yeah. And, and that person right them. now is repeatedly asking you, but what do you mean? No, seriously, like, right here, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you, like, just in a in a vacuum, just in the vacuum of space by themselves, just... Uh, I got to say, just as an addendum, I have made it my job with this podcast, uh, part of my job to be the dumbest person in the room with like <laughs> a really brilliant series of uh, co-hosts or Miles when he's around and just brilliant guests. And that is uh, you do it so well. highly. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is a wonderful, you know, you learn, you get better and you just openly embrace your your stupidity. I highly recommend it. <laughs> it. It's fun sometimes to embrace that. What something you think is overrated? Most online discourse revolving around film, like film Twitter, brings me such uh such psych it it, it radiates such psychic immense psychic damage to me. Uh, 
I have to watch another person yell at someone else for like liking a movie, like I just can't do it. It's no, it means nothing, guys. Like let let them enjoy the thing. Let them if they want to watch Transformers Six. Who gives a shit? Like it, 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 uh, no one's getting out of this thing alive. Like just enjoy, it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know when we're did all you? Die. Okay, because I, I feel like this is an evolution all people have. Like because and I'll speak for myself, right? I was like a very opinionated film Same. kid. Yeah, from around. 12 years old just by, by virtue of growing up in la my mom being a film critic so i had fucking opinions yeah then college i became in fucking sufferable mm-hmm. like with i would be like no turn this off like this is so direct like just so yeah. pretentious and then around i think maybe like my maybe to like late 20s like i heard my i heard like out loud like how i was talking about something and i was like this is such a waste of energy that like yeah. i became embarrassed for myself and i was just like this is actually not even useful to anybody except yeah. my no yeah i was the exact same way like i remember in film school like this these are these are the right. film the films the cinema you need to watch right and then i got older i was cinema. like you know who gives a shit like, yeah i want to watch uh the 36 chambers of shaolin that's just as much fun as watching the bicycle thief or whatever you're, you're right. uh, or for the 400 blues like yeah, who gives a shit yeah and i think probably all the star wars like just loser star wars fans that has shit to say <laughs> like the last couple of years i was like oh my god this is so stupid yeah. just let the fuck it like trust me i had issues with some of the films but i don't give a fuck enough when we have so much other shit going on like, yeah i'm like look yeah like I, i'm gonna give the country three more president elections before it collapses so i'm like you know what who, who cares <laughs> You know, right. enjoy your Justice League Snyder Cut. Who gives yeah. a shit? Like, we'll have plenty of time to bicker about the Snyder Cut when we're in forced labor camps. for. Yeah, yeah, we're in the camps outside Lejeune. <laughs> we'll, we'll have plenty of time to argue about whether yeah. who shot first, Han or Greedo. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, like, the main thing I'm interested in hearing is, like, people who are, like, calling out movies that are secretly, like, much better than we gave them credit for. Like, that's mm. the only use I have for critics now yeah. and i can't even think i of think a good it's just example but. the way that it, the ideas are communicated right when it's mm. like i'm dunking on you because you're stupid and you don't know this about film then i'm like this you, you're losing me but like to the to your point if it's like here's something that isn't discussed enough i think it's really just about the presentation when people yeah. come with their chests out it's like ugh. yeah i think the energy like the, having like just a little nugget of kindness being like, hey i want to this is a thing that i watch that i really enjoy i think other people would enjoy i think that's the energy i'm looking for these days uh, like the neck, I mean, most online discourse is, is poisonous to begin with, but like I, uh, uh, the, the need to like dunk and roast and just like drag people, it's exhausting after seeing it for so long. You're just like, man, we, we, maybe, maybe just like, maybe just like coming with some nice energy. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's what people need for online discourse. Kindness. <laughs> Kindness. Who would have thought? <laughs> Will it win? Yeah, no, tuned. it's not, but you know, <laughs> good to have that energy. Jack, did you, did you ever have like a, just like a weird film take that you were really like charged up about, like in your, in your younger days when you're like, I devoted too much energy to that film. Like a anti, like a, Whatever, a negative. Were you, a, were you, were you an evangelical? Were you, or were you a hater? I was always anything? interested in talking about movies like that. I was really into, even if they were dumb. Like I, I, I like talking about movies. I didn't, I like to read movie reviews, but I I didn't ever have like a this is trash. I I had more of a uh, 
Die Hard 4 is just as good as Die Hard <laughs> 3 and Die Hard 2 take, uh, I, or like the Jaws sequels uh, have more value than people give them credit for. I almost got in a fight because I insisted Walk Hard was one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> the Dewey Cox story? <laughs> huh? The Dewey Cox yeah. story? Oh, yeah. that's so funny. And like, wow. it, and like, in hindsight, I was like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, but at that time, I was, I thought I had like not even a third eye, like a fourth and fifth mm-hmm. eye opened up for cinema. And I was like, this is so, such a waste of energy. Like, I don't know what the fuck I, what, I was going. I mean, I was going through a breakup at the time. I know exactly <laughs> what's going on. So I just hated everything. But I yeah. remember everyone was like, yo, this is like, this is too much. But anyway. Shout out to those old times. What about you, Zig? Did you ever have a film like you rode too hard for or uh, or against in you that era? What? I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, I when I tell you I thought the first Transformer movie, Transformers movies was so fucking good. So this movie is great. <laughs> it's got great action. It's got great pacing. It looks fantastic. All the actors are banging. And then I rewatched right. it like maybe like two weeks later with a friend. And like halfway through, I was like, oh, this movie, I think, is a piece of shit. Like, it's only, like, <laughs> there's only, like, two action yeah. scenes. Like, it's also, like, like, like there's a ro- one point, like, a robot pisses on, like, John Turturro. I'm like, this is right. stupid. Like, this is that objectively dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Like, robo-excrement? Can we explain <laughs> yeah. that? Or no? Yeah. I'll say that's, that is the one place that I will be, like, real harsh and start, like, shitting on a movie is if I have, like, like, if it tricked me. Like Forrest Gump, when I yeah. saw it when I was 12, I was like, this movie is just all Americana. And then I wrote an After Hours episode about Forrest Gump, and it was the meanest I've ever been to a movie <laughs> in any format. And I think justifiably so. I think that's one of the like most harmful movies about American history that's ever been made. Right. But. Yeah, that when when it's like, ah, you got me, you son of a bitch. Like yeah. that, then I'll probably have a little bit more of an edge on me. Oh, yeah. I just couldn't I get off my little. fucking high horse with stuff. That's why, like, I look back. I'm like, you really tried to make your like your shit known by going hard at walk hard. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, you guys, Miles really fucking took down Dewey Cox in this. I don't think yeah. you, got, you should read his, his, his newsletter. He's got They're some like, thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Check out I his think, YouTube page. I don't think <laughs> How much do you think just the mood you're in going into a movie determines like what whether it's a four star versus like a one star or two star experience? I think that has has everything. It has yeah. everything to do with it. And mm-hmm. I feel that's why I'm like not interested in reviews is like, I'm just like, yo, you were having a bad day, man. Like, that's yeah. how I feel about movies when I'm having a bad day. Like I say also, like, I think my version, my, I think the inverse of that is like going in thinking something's going to be a complete piece of shit. And then you watch it and you're like, all right, this is like fine. So I think that's where like, a lot of like my three out of five, three out of five stars would come like, oh, I came in thinking it's going to be absolute dog shit. And it's just like a fine movie. So now I'm just yeah. like, yeah, you should go see this movie. It's. It's, right. it's, it's, it's like, like because bad. you started at a negative one, it being yeah. a four star rendered it to just a three out of five. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I burned yeah. one star overcoming my per, like preconceived notions. Yeah. Like the energy thing, uh, just a, <laughs> I don't know if I'm putting a bow on it, but like mm. in high school, I remember getting so mad at somebody acting like they were too good to see anger management that I put <laughs> him to sleep and I like I choked him out. 
because I was like, <laughs> I was going. I like love, a my friend of yours, are, you wanted to go yeah. to see anger management with? No, like uh, no, like he was like, yo, I was I saw anger management over the weekend. She was so bad, I walked out and I said, oh, you're a real tough guy, huh? And I just like jumped on him. It was so like this was me at my worst aggro, like you know, parents splitting up. I don't know who the fuck I am. Phase. I mean, yeah. we're cool now, but it was just. Again, a moment where my mood, even just oh, with my life, tough guy, huh? Yeah, I, for anger it, it management, unbelievable. Like you see, I look Jacob back and I'm like, it in? Is he yeah, I'm like, oh, you think that's? Oh, you think you better than anger management? Like what? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, look, I've done, I've done a lot of growth, y'all. A lot of healing, recovering, a lot of healing yeah. post post anger management. That was one of like five movies in my film, my career as a film critic for the Georgetown Hoya. That was that was one of the films I reviewed, and somebody got mad at me for being too nice to it. They're like, oh, "This movie's good. not good. What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "That was, was probably that Miles me. choked out." He, yeah. he was, oh, tough guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I remember, me and you were just going back and forth, beating the shit out of this you, you know that there's no way you're gonna tuck, tuck yourself out of a situation that begins with oh you're a tough guy that or like yeah. hey what's up big fella like you're never getting out of that oh you're a tough way. guy huh like yeah. I even to this day I remember it happened in the band room okay this is <laughs> this is all right before band marching band practice kicked off and one of my homeboys to this day still talks about go oh you a tough guy huh like you know <laughs> we referenced that moment because it was just like everyone's like what is wrong with you <laughs> he's talking shit about anger yeah. management man. oh he said the second act didn't work oh my man can spend the money to go to amc and then walk out too okay so <laughs> wow. you got like wow okay. okay money bags okay let's see what that windpipe do <laughs> <laughs> like where who where was i such a great movie to reveal your anger management <laughs> yeah, issues no, right? about. It was just too. It look, this is 16, 17 year old Miles was not doing great. Yeah, I want to see time. Miles Unblur's background and just see a giant poster of it behind his head. Like, yeah, yeah like, and a bunch of and a bunch of fist sized holes movie. in the drywall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash tdz all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, 
Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we're back. And yes, it, it took took a lot to bring the two parties together, but the Donald Trump and Joe Biden have done it. Uh, both of of these candidates have caused their respective parties to be like, "Nah, fuck this. We will not be r- running it back, please." Yeah, and to varying degrees, right? Because it's we are in this moment where you ask anybody in America what they think about the country's direction and you get the same answer, which is it's it's going down the toilet for vastly like 13 percent think it's going in the right direction yeah. <laughs> for vastly different <laughs> reasons. Right. If you're if you're a progressive person, you're like, man, we are being so inhumane to people and we aren't seeing any progress like the kinds that the leadership had promised people. And if you're on the right, it, they're like. Things are too humane for certain groups of people, and we're not regressing fast enough. Well, you look, um, you look at these, look at the theft of CVSs. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. like that's the main thing that I feel like Republic. The crime is out of control. Did you see all the shoplifting? It's right, like that's not it's, even a real story, bro. Right, is that like do you even have a CVS about? where you live? Actually, no, different market. We don't have them in the, in my part yeah. of the country. But anyway, you know, you look at the polls right now. And it, 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 like you're saying, it's the same thing. Democrats and Republicans would rather someone else in 2024 yeah. uh, for their respective party, for the, for their respective parties. For Democrats, the polls show 
that they are not impressed by Joe Biden and would rather see another person. So just 26 percent of Democrats said they would prefer Biden as their party's candidate. Sixty four percent saying they want to see someone else head the ticket in 2024. That's of like registered voters. If you ask Democrats under 30, 94 percent want Biden to GTFOH. I mean, it, it just seems like physically that's going to be a given regardless. My man right. is old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that what did you cover the thing when he was like, end of line, repeat sentence? Oof. Oh, yeah. When he, we did. When he Ron Burgundy that shit. You're like, Ron Burgundy is shit out of it. He's also I mean, perfectly happy to run, run it back and just like be slightly more popular than the Republican alternative. Like, that's what he's saying. He's like, Hey, I don't I don't compare myself to the almighty. I compare myself to the other alternative. Like that's <laughs> that's a thing that he repeatedly says. Great and tactic. Yeah. It's like, no, man, people don't don't like you where we're like worried that you're going to die any minute. And you is this is not it. My, my no. only concern is that they're going to be like, all right, vice president, you're up um, because that's been also not great. There's some cool sound bites I caught <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. But oh, I think, you man. know, most people rightly, they point to his age. And mm -hmm. I honestly think every like I feel like that should be levied at like every member of Congress right now. Like y'all don't get it at all. Yeah. And also just his job performance as key factors and why they're like, yeah, maybe we're better off with some a person who's merely not going like, well, at least I'm not this thing. Maybe provide a vision that you can follow through on. And then Republicans. How do they feel? Well, the younger fascists, they aren't feeling their old guy either, it seems. A clear majority, this is from the New York Times, a clear majority of primary voters, un, so this is for a specific group, under 35 years old, 64%, and also 65% of those with at least a college degree, which they say is a, an indicator of where like the, the donor class is, they told poll pollsters they would vote against Trump in a presidential primary. They don't want to see Trump in a presidential primary. As it stands across the board, 49% of GOP voters would support Trump in a primary were it to happen today. 49%. 25% would support Ron DeSantis. And that number seems to be growing. And I think it's the same thing with Republicans. They're kind of like, yeah, Trump, you know, he's that was cool and all. And he normalized a bunch of heinous shit. But like we need somebody maybe a little bit younger and also someone who's not so fixated on like getting revenge on his 2020 foes. That's <laughs> not like, exclusively <laughs> fixated on that. Yeah, they, they, they do. They do point to that as being like, yeah, you know, the, I think that this, we kind of lost steam on that one. And the January 6th things aren't helping because that's slowly putting more people into the Joe Biden one fair and square column, like although very, you know, in a small number. But yeah, it, it's it looks like this a similar issue for Donald Trump, especially when you have a sexy young Ron DeSantis in the wing. But yeah. I don't know. I still think I think he would win if it, if they ran it back and it was Trump versus Biden because Biden's just not like th those numbers are still yeah. like I, the Biden numbers are wild. Like 94 percent want someone else. That's not like 94 percent yeah. of Americans don't think he should like run across the spectrum. That's 94 percent of Democrats don't want him to run. Like I'm, I, I'm guessing they would still like vote for him in some cases, but I don't know. I, it's just wild that they're like, 
I, I'm seeing the well, uh, Biden still leads Trump in like a head to head poll, 44 percent to 41 percent, like uh, being posed as a like positive. Like if Trump wins, if Trump runs and wins, like democracy is over in the country. We really can't like risk it and be no. like, ah, I think he has like the statistical edge, especially when like those sorts of statistics have been drastically under undercounting his support, like from day one. Like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're well, fucking ourselves if we run this back. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens because we're dealing with two old guys who don't want to admit that they're past it either. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which is right. the other interesting dimension. <laughs> Trump, over the weekend, he, he I don't know if you truthed it or whatever, whatever dumbass website he, you know, he rants on. He he goes on to kind of defend being old, even though like him and Biden are looking at the same problems with the base. Uh, it says, quote, President Biden is one of the oldest 79s in history, but mm. but but by and of itself, he is not an old man. There are many people in their 80s and even 90s that are as good and sharp as ever. Mm -hmm. Biden is not one of them, but it has little to do with his age. In actuality, life begins at 80. Uh oh, I think we're going to see a rematch. Oh, God. Oh, I've life said, like, begins from, at 80 from day one. Like there's that you can't stop him with a truck and the entire might of the U.S. Army from running. Trump is running. That's for sure. And he, if he's not the Republican candidate, he's still running. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. He's going to run. He's going to get a sizable portion of the vote. Like, the we need the best candidate to stop him from actually winning. Well, this is what I'm curious, what <laughs> what the Republican strategists are trying to do, too. They're like, fuck, OK, do we do we run him again? Clearly, we feel that we could put like a younger up and coming fascist in right. play and deliver on all the terrible, like xenophobic, theocratic dreams of like the, the base at the moment. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like the thing that we've seen is they're not do they're they're. They clearly fall in line when the when the hands are clapped together and they're told to get in their places. They also like can't stop him. They tried to stop him in the 2016 primary and it didn't work. I mean, they didn't try that hard, but like that's they tried as hard as a like middle of the road Republican is able to try and but, they right. couldn't like, stop him. Isn't and sorry I haven't said much. I'm just like just seeing all the doom and it's just like not getting any better. I'm like this is depressing. But either side, like we've clearly found the formula to win presidency is like a little bit of confidence delusion, and we like there's no other versions of that. Even like I understand the game of 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 it all, and no one else wants to step up. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think there are probably Democrats who are you know, biding their time and being like, all right, he's going to back down. Somebody needs to convince him to back down. I I am like with every passing day, I'm more convinced like we need a Bernie era parent or like some sort of left leftist populist candidate because not because like that, is, those are my political views, but because we've tried like so what we've seen is that the mainstream Democrats repeatedly underperform at the polls, the Republican populist people are like, well, that did not go well. And there's just been like staggering support for like leftist populism since 2016. But it is the one thing that America like will not allow itself to even like legitimize. So, yeah, 
Again, this was absurd. Like, what happened to Matthew McConaughey running? That was the perfect disguise because <laughs> no one could tell. Is he right. a Republican or a Democrat? Like, let's just, yeah, we enjoy some of his movies. Because the thing is, the president, that position does not matter. We're, we're yeah, seeing, it turns out. Yeah, you know, yeah. with Roe versus Wade. And it's like, all right, Biden, you clearly don't agree. Do something about it. And if he can't do shit, then what's what's the position of power then? Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll see another actor in there, an actor from our generation. I'm down. That yeah. is the question that I've had, though, is like, can he really not do shit? Because I've also seen people like pointing out that when, for instance, when Reagan wanted to change the drinking age in America from 18 to 21, his uh, administration just withheld like highway funding. So, like, people couldn't fix their roads, which is, you know, like, they just, like, wouldn't give them any money until they agreed to change their drinking age, which is, like, kind of a significant thing because, it's like, they had the some data that told them, like, that's what needed to happen. But it was going to cut out, like, a bunch of sales, right? And, like, make them, make the states lose money. And yeah. they just and they strongly never them. recovered. What's that? The, the alcohol and spirits industry. Yeah, exactly. Never that, but that's what they would have had you believe at that time, <laughs> right. for sure. Yeah, I think I think Louisiana is the only one that's left that's that like just has crumbling roads and a drinking age of eighteen. Every, everywhere else is had to like come in line essentially. Yeah, I mean, I think in the era of like you know cable news and things like that, it just it, it becomes a story, and like already Democrats don't. Like are not willing to use the same kind of levers yeah. uh, that past administrations may have used to try and get the party in line. But I don't know. It's a, unless you're <laughs> I mean, they'll definitely you'll feel the machine come against you if you're trying to do something that's like outside of the status quo. But yeah, it's yeah. I think the Republicans are better at obstructing Democratic presidents than right. vice versa. I feel like we just need more young people to fucking run like i just want to see people like i just want to see millennials argue like with 70 year old like lifetime politicians like yeah. on the floor of the capitol yeah and just be like no dude you're so old just i can't even listen to you yeah like this is this is all nonsense like you don't even that know would get about. young people vote that would that's yeah. like we need stuff that can end up on highlight reels we don't need like we we tried logical thinking and presenting like of course we can't ban abortion like that that statement alone doesn't do but you got to have like just radicals you got to have like people like young people who are just going nuts on this shit what well, like if you look at all of our films right right now it's all about like parents uh, like apologizing to their kids is like the thrust of so many of like our millennial like written and directed like films mm -hmm. and tv it's kind of like this new thing where it's like parents are sorry about what they did Meaning there's a What's lot of people with this, of that I actually don't, I don't like I don't like watch uh, like the Disney one, like uh, the like the big what was the, the big red, you know, like oh, there's turning a there's, red, turning oh, red, turning turning red, red yeah. or like everything everywhere all at once. There's like a lot mm -hmm. of things where like adults are kind of looking back on like their hand and how their kids are or like right. what they're and yeah. and like that used to just be like not something we considered. I think as millennials or people of a certain age, we like we think about the connectedness of all that and i feel like maybe as generationally there's something to be like yo bro you can go yell at your stepdad if you run right. for office but you can do it on the floor and you can do it for like healthcare. Yes. 
like well, tap into like, that I, energy. We, we were talking about my parents or like in-laws being in here. And I like straight up told my, my father-in-law, I was like, we can't buy a house because your generation and your baby boomer, like you guys ruined it for us. And he was like, I know, and I'm sorry. Right. And so it was like, we need that in a politician who was just like, laying out how you guys ruined it and like we just need someone who can change the system it's a, it's not like we need someone to go in there and do the job it's like the whole thing's got to change the di- well yeah because the discourse is too it's like it's not quite communicating to the people like something that they innately feel and it takes like it's like you see these moments where like you see certain back and forths between members of congress and like someone who's like a, a real estate banker or something like whoa they just serve this like industry banker for like their their bad business practices. And there is something where like you need more like people need to understand that that's like a huge thing, a huge energetic thing to tap into. But when we leave it as like and vote for us to keep, you know, make sure that your educational costs are like that's not that this that shit doesn't connect okay. with people anymore. So it's like you, we you need have to get connect. a YouTube influencer, a person who knows how to work <laughs> the head, the titles on YouTube who knows the algorithm of TikTok, but can apply just, <laughs> just, just reasonable, logical common sense. Right. But right, knows right. that like, I mean, for real, I'm like, maybe that's how, <laughs> but no one's going to do that. Cause it's like, Oh, I have a brand deal with freaking me undies. Um, sorry. Right. You guys have that, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like seven times this Congress person pwned the banking exactly. industry That's and the thumbnails like a banker with his eyes shooting out of their head <laughs> like, ah! and you're like damn this is a great campaign ad i agree yeah but i mean we are seeing more people like who are like left-leaning or young like having success in american yeah politics not not like the united states but other like locally central and uh south american countries and yeah locally we're seeing it it's just the mainstream media and corporate democratic party like fight it harder than even the republicans so that is like what needs to be overcome by our tiktok candidate oh yeah and eventually you know you'll get co-opted by the machine and they'll be like yeah man that was great i love how you get those bite-sized things out now can you say that in support of this saudi arabian arms deal right yeah All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about how gas is too cheap. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. And do you guys have your Fandango tickets yet for where the crawdads sing? I'm, I'm running to the box office. Mm. Running. Oh, you're going to run instead of getting it on Fandango. So this was like a big bestseller smash hit. Like, I, I feel like I heard the title. I knew this book existed a couple of years ago. I think it came out in 2019. I thought it was like Hillbilly Elegy adjacent. Because it seemed like it was like the South, you know, am I right? The, the South. South. Um, and it is based in the South, but it is a murder mystery. Uh, and it, it's based on like a girl who is like a swamp girl who raises herself in the swamp, but she's beautiful and all the boys <laughs> love her. And yeah. then she kills one of them. And then it's like the trial uh, where it's like, did she judge? them or did they judge her or something like that anyways the movie version produced by reese witherspoon she made the book a hit by making it part of her book club which that is apparently the new oprah's book club did y'all know that no reese witherspoon yeah reese witherspoon's book club is like the new kingmaker in the world of literature and she's never once steered us wrong i'm still waiting for my nfts that she turned me on to to turn around but i i think I think they're coming back. You got to buy the dip and then the cataclysmic spiral. Go ahead. I just remember that in Sweet Home Alabama, she goes, and you had a baby at a bar. That's all I remember. That's so funny <laughs> you said that because immediately when you said Reese Witherspoon has never one. steered us wrong, the movie that came to my mind was Sweet Home Alabama. Mm, you have a baby. You the at Lightning a in the Glass. Lightning in the Glass. I haven't seen that movie. But... Oh, get run. Run, don't walk. Here's a little right. taste of it. 
a lightning in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if that intrigues you, then you really got to go yeah. now. For a treat. Right. Accent oh, on point these days. Wow. <laughs> So the thing that was like most noteworthy about the book's success, like, and the author was that it was like a 70 something first time author. And that's what it, that's how it was covered. It was like, do you believe this person is writing for the first time? And nobody really brought up the fact that she was involved in a murder in Africa and had to flee Africa because of suspicion surrounding the murder and because her son-in-law committed the murder on film. Well, an ABC News film crew was with them. What? So basically, her and her husband were conservationists, went around trying to fight off poachers. One of the ways they did that is by shooting at them from helicopters. So they are a white couple in Africa, and people who knew them uh, reported their feelings about Africa were, uh, and I quote, nice continent, pity about the Africans. That, that, that's how they summed up their <laughs> like oh. sort of vibes. Um, and well, so cool. while accompanied by a camera crew for the network news show Turning Point, uh, her son-in-law murdered a poacher, not like the poacher pulled a gun on him. Uh, he waited at the camp for the poacher to return to his camp and then like shot him six times. What? And then her husband allegedly took the body up in his helicopter and dropped it in a lake. So it was never found. Yikes. Yeah. And so, like, I remember reading this New Yorker story. The New Yorker did a story about this. It's like, there's these two people who just, like, got away with murder. And also, it's like, wow, because they're like, we're the only thing that's holding Africa back from being overrun by poachers. And, mm. like, we, that's why we have to be tough uh, on poachers and, like, murder them. <laughs> they don't say murder them, but they're like, like, that's why we have a helicopter, I guess. Um, and then like they, they have to flee because they murdered someone and the authorities are like, yeah, you definitely murdered someone. Like we, That's we know what happened. And then like the New Yorker, author, uh, journalist like goes back and like researches and he's like, actually it's like much better now than it was when they were here. And like, they weren't helping as much as they thought they were, if at all. Uh, and like the community is glad they're gone. So Anyways, the fact that this was not brought up, like, I, yeah. you, you have to have, like, it's, she didn't change her name. She still has the same name as she did, like, eight years before when the New Yorker wrote a massive profile of her, Crazy. like, being part of this thing. And it does, like, tie into, I could see people, like, being like, well, they're two totally, dead. it's not like her book is about committing a murder in Africa and getting away with it. So first of all, she, she and her husband wrote memoirs when they were in Africa and they were like, not great. The, they had this one story where they were like talking about, um, this cook that they had, uh, this African cook. And they like told the story of, of him being like, I'd always wanted to meet like somebody who had flown in a plane like when you're in a plane, are you close to the stars? Like, oh. and then so the New Yorker author like goes and interviews the cook, and he's like, "I flew in the fucking <laughs> Air Force. I'm what are you? Oh what God. are you talking about? Oh um, wow. Like, but it's just this. And then that is like so like fetishizing. 
and that that's also yeah. like characters in her book where the yeah. crawdads thing like there's a mm. black family that are like the you know magical characters and um ah it's yeah so it's a mess it's just crazy that like the media was did did not we're not like hey this book has like very strong white supremacy tendencies this person was involved in a white well, supremacist yeah. murder uh, and is like laying low in the united <sighs> states uh and is the author of this book um wow yeah so i don't know I love That's, the idea of yeah. laying low in the United States. Yeah, laying low. Casually <laughs> making a movie. <laughs> making yeah, a movie. movie. Yeah. A movie Writing on a book. Reese Witherspoon's list. Yeah. Reese, you missed this one. You really did. <laughs> I want to say something kind of controversial. Oh, frack, yeah. <laughs> and I really frack, hope yeah, that yeah. this doesn't go the wrong way. Oh my God. But I feel like I so much as say something stupid on Twitter, I can't live that down. Yes. Mm. How is this woman, how right. is this woman getting away with this when yeah. I go, my butt on Twitter. Yeah. It's like I just feel like that's just who I am for the next twenty years. My butt. I'm glad you did it. Yeah, I'm yes. glad you did address the my butt tweet because okay. we we yeah. were gonna have to bring it up eventually. It's been it's on everyone's mind. Well, you know what I'm saying? I just yeah, feel yeah, that yeah. that that actually is crazy example of yeah. privilege that this yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah somehow yeah. Oh. get away with like murder. Literal with murder, yeah. you know, but, yeah, and also like using white supremacy to because she's telling like a romantic southern tale mm -hmm. of white yes. supremacy, like she's able to become a national celebrity twice once yes. for yeah. murder and yes. uh, another that's for crazy. writing a book yeah. that everyone's like, Yes, that's crazy. We're not um, seeing it. Mm -mm. I heard the name, I go, I'm out. We're seeing right. minions, yeah, we're seeing minions twice. In suits, Have you seen it yet? Right? No. <laughs> you Did you wear your suits? In suits? Well, that's the I was telling Kyle that's the the about the yeah. trend. The that's gentle really minions. The, the gentle minions. Gentle minions. I, mm. love, gentle minions. I love that. Yeah, I, love I do too. I love fun. the TikTok. Just don't minions. throw stuff at the screen. Don't, that's oh, that's yeah. what they were you, doing too. I didn't, Throwing well, you, bananas at the screen. I'm, not, I'm a little I'm okay. a little shocked, honestly, that the that the title Gentle Minions does not also carry into the behavior. You'd think the mm, whole idea of like wearing think. suits and like walking in in this nice orderly fashion, trying yeah. to like make some sort of, you know, I don't know, statement, whatever the heck they're doing. They're the kids. But then that just drops the second you're in the movie theater. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah. what's up with that? I mean, it had follow through, you know, commit follow to the through. bit. But right. it's pretty sick that they're just making their own like Rocky Horror, you know, like. Yeah. 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 That's sick. That is fun. Mm -hmm. That is I really fun. fun. It's maybe not fun at the expense of, uh, let's say, no, AMC employees, no. but you know, yeah. yeah, right. Maybe that's maybe that's the next wave of gentle minions. The next rise of Gru two, perchance, the gentle minions actually clean up after themselves. You clean oh, up after mm -hmm. yourselves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that should be part of the part of the deal. The one thing that I wanted to comment on was that when I was growing up, I'd go to Lake Tahoe and we would catch crawdads. So oh. they also they also sing in Lake Tahoe. So yeah, oh nice, so yeah. okay. Yeah, I, okay. It's actually. <laughs> A wow. Universal national experience. Yeah. So when huh. you say the crawdad thing, I say think of a more specific title. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Oh, so it's a critique about. Yes. I love that. Thank you. I love and, that. And and where and where is that supposed to be? Because exactly. crawdads yeah, exist because in many places. I, I right. know that so. they have sung in Tahoe. They have sung in Tahoe. Where yeah. the water Thank is you. wet. Uh, yeah. Where like, the water uh, is okay. wet. Yeah. Where the sky is Swamp blue. Girl okay. Better. Swamp girl is great. I love Swamp Girl. Swamp Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Swamp Girl. 
pretty <laughs> pretty swamp girl murderer. Yeah. Pretty yeah. And um, she, look, she's pretty. So. The swamp girl murders. Yeah, she's, how about yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Swamp girl murders. Swampy. The swamp girl murders. Yeah. Swamp, swampy murders. Love a swampy murder. Love a swampy murder. All right. Let, let's talk real quick about uh, McGruff. McGruff is back in the house. Um, I, I did just want to. You guys are all, I think, younger than me by Daniel. I know a pretty significant amount. What is your relationship to McGruff, the crime dog? I think my generation of of elementary school, you know, presentations by some haggard individual uh, kind of like skipped the dare McGruff phase and just went straight to the like, yeah, I did heroin and it was bad. Went straight mm. to that phase. Wait, you had like people from recovery programs come in and talk. To yes. You? Yes. Oh. It was it was less corporate centric and more just individual person representing their own past centric. Right. Mm. Yeah. Got it. But were they like real scared straight about it? Yeah. No, they 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 were. I mean, you okay. know, when you're talking to yeah, a room yeah. full of 13 year olds that are like making fart noises every time you say something, it's kind of like, you know, what do you you, you mm. do your best. You do your best, you share your message, and then um that's Bunch all you gentle really minions, it sounds like. Kyle, Anna, what about y'all? Did you uh, have any experience with McGruff or I, any dare programs or any of that stuff? I think I remember the commercial. Did he talk like this? Yeah, yes. he talked real well. Yes. Real mc, wow. real gruff farts. <laughs> Not surprisingly, McGruff is like a police, like he was created by the ad council to be the police version of Smokey Bear. And I remember, I think I might have had this uh, pop music album called McGruff's Smart Kids. Uh, Ooh. Smart Kids Looking Say No to Drugs. It sounds bad, um, but I just, it, there's something about it that really, like, I was like, oh, I've seen that many times before. There's a song called Marijuana that sounds like Danny DeVito belting out an 80s power ballad about how pot is like oh, banging your head against a wall. Actually, do you want to, should we play it? Oh, we certainly could. This is pop. Yeah. It's like beating your head on a wall. What? Okay. That's how marijuana is. Marijuana's a fast way to fall. Yeah. He I feel like he's dropping the McGruff character a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This is not selling McGruff. Yeah. Marijuana. If you gamble with life, you can lose it. I mean, that's just true. Wow. Wow. That was really uh that was fun, honestly. Those are slaps. Yeah. yeah. I I grew up having recurring nightmares that a drug dealer was going to hold me down, cut my thumb with a razor blade, and put cocaine in my blood to get me yeah. hooked. Like that's yeah. that is the version of wow. drugs that they had put in <laughs> like Whoa. put out there for me that I was like, oh man. Uh which is exactly what ended up happening. But yeah, it's like I, I think the war on drugs is like we've all agreed it was obviously a racist fight for mass incarceration and yet they're like still investing in McGruff. Uh, the NYPD spent more than $13,500 on eight McGruff costumes uh, in 2015. In 2015? 2015. 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're still still out here what? Um, doing the McGruff thing. Yeah. 
Um, Doing the McGruff sounds like a TikTok dance. An NYPD yeah. spokesman, even well, I, I'm sure they have like brainstormed that as a <laughs> TikTok viral video because an NYPD spokesman even admitted that the reason why the police are willing to spend so much taxpayer money on McGruff costumes is because they can quote use them to go to schools and say trust the police, police are your <laughs> friends, wow. which wow is hey get them going early. I, I don't think they were supposed to like say that out loud, but that's uh, anyways. Don't yeah. trust the police. Never talk to cops. Yep. Yeah. Keep dogs out of it. And keep yeah. Yeah. Keep dogs dogs are innocent. Dogs of this. Out of it. There, there was yeah. there was there was some argument I saw recently about how like making more drugs legal would like give. It was some cop was like, well, what do we do with all the dogs then? They'll be out of a job. As if dogs having jobs was like. It's, that's the concern. Oh my Let them Those live. are the unemployment numbers I no. check first. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Seeing a lot of unemployed dogs. <laughs> yeah. Really not pulling their way. My dog doesn't want to lose his job. Oh my god. Oh my god. Dog for bed. He's scared. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. something you might not know about wireless sometimes what you see isn't what you get but with visible what you see is what you get switch to visible the wireless company that makes wireless visible get a one-line plan with unlimited 5g data powered by verizon just 25 dollars per month taxes and fees included switch now at visible.com monthly rate on the visible plan for data management practices and additional terms visit visible.com Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thank you. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.